Welcome to the Arna Law Podcasts with me, Kamla Naganand, your host and managing partner at Arna Law. Today marks the launch of our special series highlighting all the amazing work that women are doing in various fields, recognizing their significant contributions and the positive impact they've made globally. Our focus also extends to the realm of intellectual property. We'll engage in insightful discussions with women who lead their own organizations, exploring their experiences in intellectual property and the strategies they have used for success. Our objective is to provide a deeper understanding of leadership within the intellectual property field and share effective approaches for navigating its distinct complexities. Beyond this, we hope to inspire and motivate a broad audience highlighting the path to leadership and empowerment. Our guest today is Neha Pagaria, a Wharton graduate and a visionary entrepreneur who is the founder of Jobs for Her, now her key. This innovative online portal is a beacon for women seeking to re-enter the workforce after career breaks. Neha's journey began with her own challenges in returning to work post-maternity, leading her to create a platform that not only empowers women to restart their careers, but also challenges workplace norms. We hope you enjoy the fascinating discussion ahead. Hi Neha and thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and we'd love to hear your insights on how you've been able to build jobs for her and now her key. So to begin with, I'd like to start by asking you what really inspired you to start jobs for her? Welcome. Thank you for having me here. It's lovely to always, any conversation with you is always lovely. And looking forward to this one especially. Well, so I mean, a company like Jobsaha had to have come out of personal experience. Uh, you know, I had taken a break in my own career for three and a half years, prior to which I had studied finance, started an educational startup, then got into a pharmaceutical manufacturing business. And then when my kids came along, I became a full-time mom for three and a half years. And when I got back to work after taking that break, I realized what a positive experience it was to get back to work. And that made me start questioning all the women around me who had stopped working, you know, and when I analyzed the kind of challenges that women were facing to get back to work, I realized that this is a colossal waste of talent for our country, for our companies, and for our families. And that's what prompted me to start Jobs over about eight and a half years ago. Super. It's amazing to see how you guys have grown, but, and you know, with your rounds of funding and kind of transforming from just a platform to bring people on board to now upskilling and of course the Herky Club. So, you know, what were the biggest challenges that you faced during this last 10 years? Huh. I think this uh, power won't be <laughs> As long as you want to take. <laughs> No, I think there's been different challenges at different stages of a company, you know. Of course, our biggest challenge throughout has been changing mindsets of people, you know. So we had to change the mindsets of companies first, where, you know, there were lots of companies who said that they don't want to hire mothers or they don't want to hire attorneys because they won't be dedicated to their careers or their jobs. Then we had to change the mindset of the women themselves, where a lot of them felt that, you know, we won't be able to manage and, um, you know, the world has on we don't have the skills anymore to be able to get back to work and we just had this massive 
loss of confidence. And then we get to change the mindset also of society and families, right? Where instead of, you know, questioning a woman, ki, why do you need to work? They should start being supportive of women's careers as much as support that they give men's careers. And not just that, but they should be proud when the woman in their house is actually doing well in her career. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's it's an amazing task and an uphill task, but I'm seeing the results of that, you know, 10 years on and, and the kind of impact you're making. You know, so did you think that you would be able to make this kind of impact? I don't know. When I started Jobs for Her, you know, somebody told me to put down, like, you know, some numbers of where, where I think you'll be five years later. And so I sat, stood in front of a whiteboard and I jotted down some numbers and I said, okay, fine, if we can do this at five years, I'll be thrilled. And we crossed that in one year. Wow. Yeah. And frankly, I'm glad I didn't know that because at every stage, you know, if I knew that Herky now would be at this level eight and a half years later, I think I wouldn't have started. <laughs> no, no. I I always thought you were someone who is a go-getter and quietly, surely, steadily, one step at a time. But it's good. It's good to do the one step, like just one foot in front of the other, right? And, you know, and because... Again, no matter. One, you're, there are lots of challenges that a business faces, you know, and you're leading that business and, you know, tackling those challenges head first. But as a woman entrepreneur and especially as a mompreneur, there are lots of challenges that you are facing yourself personally. And so that's why it was very important to take it also one step at a time, one stage at a time, then get overwhelmed and inundated by what could cover the future. Yeah. So, what are some of the success stories? Can you share with us? So many. I mean, you know, I think our first success story was two months into starting the company. I launched it on March 8th, International Women's Day. And by that day itself, I found out that there was, there's this woman, her name is Uma Maheshwari. We're still in touch because, you know, you never forget your first. And we found out that she had taken a break for about five years when, you know, her kids were in their time schooling years. And now that the kids were done, got to college, she wanted to get back to work. And she got back into a role as assistant vice president at Kotak Mahindra Bank through our platform. And by the way, eight and a half years later, she's still with Kotak. And now, of course, she's vice president at the bank. Amazing. That's fantastic. You know, I always tell women who are young and who are just, you know, joined our profession to say, listen, taking two, three years in a 50-year career, it's not going to make any difference. Exactly. You know, the career, you have to look at it as a journey, right? Yeah. And these different milestones of that journey. And enjoy and it. It's a process. And you, learn, and you learn so much from that life experience also. I want to bring those learnings back into your work. Totally. For us as lawyers, you know, Shreyas always jokes and says, for us lawyers, we need white hair because that's when people take you seriously. <laughs> because it's the life experience which yeah. brings much more gravitas to the advice that we give them. And they think, you know, we're not joking. But back to her key. So how does Job for Her ensure that it's able to provide unbiased and objective job listings? You know, have you put in a process? And, you know, what are the kind of steps that you've taken to kind of make sure that the algorithm is working? Yeah, so well, there are lots of tech and non-tech interventions that come into place to, you know, it will never be 100% foolproof but to make it as foolproof as possible. You know, first and foremost, why do you want to post a job opening? They have to have a corporate email ID. You know, if they don't have a, and they have to verify that email ID 
to be able to post a job opening. If they don't have a corporate email ID, then it goes into our manual verification process. You know, if somebody from the team gets involved, ensuring that there is a lot of, you know, safety when it comes to that job. Second, of course, is that we do a lot of checks when it comes to, we put in a lot of tech when it comes to checking the job description itself to make sure that, you know, there's no inappropriateness, there's no profanity, etc. in the JD. And third, we have a system by which users themselves can report these particular, it could be job openings, it could be posts that are put out, etc. So there's a lot of UGC involvement as well in making sure that there's safety in the network. And of course, as soon as anybody reports it, it's immediately flagged by, by a manual team in the company, which goes, you know, verifies it and takes it down immediately if need be. Fantastic. And from the user perspective, right, what are the kind of safeguards that you put for the user as well when they are either accessing the website or looking at job listings? Is there a verification process that you do for the user as well? To say if they've actually put up their CV, it's the right CV. Absolutely. Yes, for the users, first of all, again, when it comes to a tech platform and an open tech platform, you will not be able to verify each of the women who call it. Right? I mean, we have, today we have 4 million women on the platform. Yeah. But there are a lot of tech interventions that come into place. One, again, you know, you companies will know who have verified their phone numbers and their email IDs, and so they would give preference to them. Secondly, there are a lot of social stigma in terms of lying. So, like, you know, we have something called a public profile plus, where what you put on your profile plus is very publicly available and can be viewed, which means that you wouldn't lie, right? Because you'd be called out upon it very easily. Again, users can also report other users. In addition to this as well, you know, we make sure that the user's identities, that the contact information is completely safeguarded. Yeah, so it's not something that anybody can access. There's no, you know, database access, database search that companies can do. Only when that woman applies for a particular job and she uploads her resume and puts her contact details, only then those companies can get those details from So that way, it doesn't get spammed either. Yeah, so you've made sure that you've taken care of the privacy and the action angle. Fantastic. So what is the role of internet? Actual property play because I know you moved from jobs for her to her key. Was that a strategic call? Was that you? Was that your investors? No, I think it was it was in the coming, you know, like after so when we launched, our main objective was making sure there were enough jobs for women, enough opportunities for women. Over time, we had really built up our learning vertical, you know, where there was a lot of reskilling, upskilling, mentorship that was happening on the platform. And then we had started building up communities as well, where you had a lot of different professional networking groups. And now, while we were jobs for her, you know, like the name suggests, it uh, yeah, it ended up being very stuck to the recruitment piece of it. And we were already doing so much more. Though, of course, changing the brand name of an eight-year-old company is not very easy because there was already so much brand goodwill that we had created around jobs for her. And which is why we decided then to tie in that with our funding announcement. You know, we thought that this would be the right time to put the news out there and officially change from a job server to a Herky so that with Herky, we can look at not just the recruitment piece, but from a women point of view, they can look at it from jobs, learning, and communities. From a company point of view, they can look at recruitment, retention, and advancement of women talent. 
So what are your some of your learnings when it comes to choosing the right name and making sure you get the right protection for it? Yeah, no, that was extremely critical and important. Yeah, and that is why, you know, we thought very deeply before we made a change like this. In fact, we had launched Turkey as the name of our gold club, which was a specific women's leadership club in 2020 itself. And that is why for us, it was, you know, we are fortunate that we had, it was quite a slow transition period, right? Like when we, when we moved from a recruitment first platform to a community's first platform, we already had the community space inbuilt within jobs for her over a period of two, three years. And so with that, we could really test. We could test the need. We could test how it was taken in the market. We could also test, you know, from an uh, IP protection point of view, the new way of ID protection is also on social media. Yeah. How much of a unique following can art Herky get versus, you know, somebody else who might have just called themselves Herky out there. Plus making sure that we get the .com. That was very important for us as well. Yeah. And of course, from a leaving point of view for us, it was critical that it had her in it. And two, that it was very inspirational and positive. And of course, we wanted a very short name. So for us, Herky kind of fit the bill on all three counts. Lovely. So what next? By the way, way, I must tell you that the name, uh, the person who came up with the name is another woman restarter who's a trading spouse and lives in Singapore now. Super. No, it's a fantastic, catchy name. It, It sounds positive. It really sounds like you're unlocking a key to, you know, the next stage in your growth as a professional. So I love the name. So what next at Herky? Where do you sell I mean, so Kamika now with the, I mean, the reason why we raised the money also, you know, I waited eight years before I went out for the funding was because, I mean, I had what was earlier huge headwinds in our space, they've now converted to tailwinds. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic has really helped with that because flexibility was the biggest barrier to women's careers earlier. And now with the pandemic, every company has learned how to operate flexibly, you know. And by flexibility, I don't mean a 100% work from home or remote environment. Now, you know, I mean having a flexible mindset. So, you know, a lot of companies are still doing hybrid where they try to make the best of both worlds, right? You get the bonding and the collaboration and the brainstorming happening in the office, but then you get the no commuting, higher productivity, you know, happening at home. Secondly, even if those companies are not hybrid, Companies have also figured out that if a woman or any team member requires flexibility on a particular day, they can easily grant. Because even their structures and their systems and processes have evolved to be able to manage that. And because of this, one, women find it much easier than to get into jobs, right? Because, you know, many times there might be something that they need flexibility for. It could be a sick parent or sick child it could be themselves sick it could be a sick dog but that doesn't mean that they don't want to put in the work so as long as they can get the flexibility they will make sure that the work is done second this actually hugely opens up opportunities for women who are in tier two and tier three cities as well and in india 70 percent of indian women migrate to another city after getting married so you know and the career gets completely jostled up this way if they can get remote opportunities, then, you know, there's no lack of talent that can be found for them. And with, so with all these macroeconomic conditions in mind, you know, and also with us, of course, 
we were having a profitable business model where the companies, in fact, you know, when I started, companies used to tell us we don't want to hire mothers and women attorneys. By the end of the first year, we had companies paying us to hire women attorneys and mothers. And, you know, a few years later, we were profitable with just the companies paying us. So that's why we thought that it was the right time to raise the funding so that we could now scale very rapidly. You know, we over the last eight years, we have scaled very linearly. Now we were ready for scaling exponentially. And with the funding, we are, in fact, in the process of revamping our entire product. It is going to become a community's first platform where recruitment, of course, will be a very important part of it. But not just opportunities, even learning and communities will be extremely important pillars. And with this arm, with this new product, we plan to expand from currently 4 million women to about 13 million women at five years. Fantastic. I think the real opportunity is the tie to tie three cities, like you said, right? And if we can empower those women, I think the sky is the limit on where you can go. So on that note, who inspires you? What keeps you going? Frankly, every time we hear a story of a woman who has either started, restarted, or risen in her career, thanks to Loki, it just motivated, motivates me and the entire team so much. And you know, and these stories keep pouring in that it's incredible. But my big inspiration for when I started this company was Cheryl Sandberg. You know, I had read her book, Lean And when I read Lean I realized that, oh my God, all these problems that I thought I was facing alone, it's not just mine. You know, if somebody like Cheryl Sandberg can feel this way, then I bet there are lots of women out there who also feel similarly. I think this ability to be is extremely important. And, you know, I love that about her leadership style. Well, I think you've given people purpose. You've given your company purpose. So, and you're doing it with passion. So I think the sky is really the limit. So thank you so much, Neha, for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I really appreciate your time and your inputs. Well, thank you so much, Tabla. Lovely talking to you too. Thank you for joining us on the Arna Law Podcast. It is a pleasure to have Neha Bagaria with us today, sharing her inspiring journey and the impactful work she's doing through her key. As we continue to celebrate and learn from the extraordinary achievements of women in various fields, we invite you to stay tuned for more enlightening conversations in this series. To discover more episodes and delve deeper into interesting discussions, visit our website at www.com. Here, you'll find the entire collection of the Arna Law podcasts. We hope to see you again soon.